podcast about the books you love and love to hate, hosted by two best friends with two strong drinks. Today we're going to be talking about the Hunger Games series by Suzanne Collins, including the new prequel, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. So what um, are we drinking? Today we are drinking a lovely beverage inspired by the Hunger Games called Nightlock's Nemesis. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not our drink. This is not this is not something we invented, so we will put it in the show notes. Yeah, a link to that. Um, but we got tequila, we got lemon juice, agave, cucumber, blackberries, and a little bit of ginger ale on top. Mm-hmm. Um, we Should might have added a little bit too much tequila this time. Yeah. Listen to that. Listen to that. Listen. Stir. All right, so we do a little cheers and a yeah. sip. Clink. Clink. It's good. It's so strong this time. It's very strong, but, you know, I never mind. We did make this once before, in all honesty, but yes, it's just as good. This now. might not be our first sip of this drink today. Don't spoil the magic. Just keep on. Just keep with us. It's our first sip. Um, yeah, it's really good. Okay, so yeah, um, how this show's going to work is that every week or whenever we record, um, probably in Abby's basement we're gonna (laughs) we're gonna grab a drink that's kind of to do with the theme of our topic of the week we're gonna grab our books and we're gonna sit down and talk about them sometimes it'll be fun sometimes maybe we'll get into some literary criticism um but there'll always be a good time so like we said my name is Adriana my pronouns are she and her and my name is Abby and my pronouns are she and her um, and our zodiac signs. I'm a Libra sun, Virgo rising, and Cancer moon. And I am a double Leo. Leo energy. Leo sun, Big Leo, Leo energy. rising. BLE. <laughs> and Aquarius moon. Because I'm a weirdo. Yeah. Lots. We got some good birth charts in this building. We do. Yeah. We do. We love a Leo Libra combination. Yes. Yeah. Got the the fire energy. Got the air energy. I'm go with the I'm flow. F- you're feeding my fire. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Spicy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. So Adriana, how do we know each other? Well, funny you should ask, Abby. We actually <laughs> met many years ago in a grade ten drama class. Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah. So we are both from Hamilton, Ontario. Um, the Golden Horseshoe, the greatest city <laughs> in Earth. Is that what they call it? Isn't where we live the Golden Horseshoe? I no one calls it the greatest city on Earth. Nobody does, except for... That's what I was referring to. Oh, actually, no, I'm <laughs> no, um... Um, we went to the same high school. We were in the same drama class. We weren't really friends but we were thrown together by a twist of fate into the same, um, like, final project. So we had to write a play. Mm-hmm. I actually wasn't even going to take drama. Really? Didn't take it in grade 9. And then I was in a different class in grade 10. I don't know what it was. It might have been, like, art or something. And I was Ugh. like, you know what? I want to push myself and take drama. So really? I was a little nerd who loved like star kid and stuff so i don't even know what that is don't oh my explain god it. <laughs> anyway so <laughs> a very potter musical okay moving on uh, <laughs> so i took drama and i 
broke out of my little shell. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's so sweet. And I met Adriana, yeah. and um, she had ombre hair. Ombre hair. <laughs> and um, that's the beginning of our love story. <laughs> All right, <laughs> break it down, Hosh. No, no, we didn't. We didn't really become friends. But no. We did click that drama class. We had to make a play. It was a Glee ripoff. Please don't sue us, Ryan Murphy. <laughs> this play will never see the light of day. Um, yeah, we didn't really click again until a couple years later, grade twelve. We're both 12. seventeen, sixteen. Um, we're thrown together and fall madly deeply in love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then we went to the same university, oh. same program. We're both English majors. Yep. Uh, so we have degrees. We have that, degrees. Um, make us good hosts for this in podcast. The English literature. So you should subscribe for that reason. It, that means nothing. It means nothing. <laughs> we, we are aware. Jobs. We are aware that that means nothing. We are never going to be employed. Me and Adriana were a little keeners yeah. in university. We sat together in the front and raised right our hands middle. all the time, you know, became pe- teacher's pets, you know, had a little crush on our teacher. Do not name drop. <laughs> I still hold that hope. <laughs> but we did take all our notes in pen and paper. We were not laptop people, so if that sets the scene for you... We're in our cute little outfits to class. Yes, little cardigans, little skirts. Always cardigans. Skirts. Cardigans and yes. skirts. Skirts and cardigans. Maybe a little sock loafer combination. Oh, oh. every day. Oh, I'll that's my to that's that. my <laughs> that's my everyday move. Anyway, but yeah, so we went to the same university. Um, I just graduated. Abby graduated the year before. Um, and now we're both still in Hamilton, still kicking it still friends and trying to find something fun to do during this pandemic so so brings us here it's finding something also english book related is nice Mm -hmm. especially because i haven't been in school for like almost a year now yeah no over a year over a year now wow and i won't be in school for another over a year so i miss it and we're gonna talk about books and it's gonna be fun on the other hand, I'm never going to leave school. Yes, Adriana's doing her master's. We're so proud of her. Thank you. We as an Abby. <laughs> I don't even know if my mom is <laughs> Um But it's nice to read something that's not, um, no one's telling me to read. It's not mm-hmm. a syllabus. So uh, I guess that's a good segue into, uh, hey, Abby, what you reading? What am I reading? Right now I'm reading three books. I'm normally not reading three books. We got smarty pants but... over here. Um, my Libby gave me my books, gave me two books. It's a library app, right? Yes. Libby is a library app and I had holds and they said like six weeks and I was like, okay. But then they all came to me at once. So I have Coraline by Neil Gaiman and I have the audiobook of Call Me By Your Name, read by Army Hammer. I just read Call Me By Your Name in March, but you know, I needed this. I really, I really needed this. So I'm listening to that, reading an ebook of Coraline, and reading the physical book of If It Bleeds by Stephen King, mm-hmm. and it is excellent. Yeah, we're actually doing that one for our little book club with another friend of ours, so I'll be yes. reading that next week. So maybe next time you hear us, I'll be reading some spoopy Stephen King stories, but for now, I'm reading four books. Um, so I'm just finishing up Billette by Charlotte Bronte, loving it. Um, also got some spoopy ghost things going on in there. We love the gothic. We love um, I'm reading 
Me and White Supremacy by Layla Sad. I'm reading The Three Ecologies by Felix Guettari. I did it. I did it again. I did the Italian little, you know, the sign, the hand sign. Um, and then I'm also reading. Oh, Code Blue by a local Hamilton author, Marissa Slinken. It's a fun young adult eco-thriller. So yeah, that's what I'm reading. Okay, let's get into it. So yeah, we're talking about The Hunger Games today, which seems to be everyone's favorite quarantine read. Mm -hmm. um, so we thought we'd start out by doing the most important... See, we have English degrees, so we have learned a lot of things um, about books, about maybe even life, who knows. Um, but the one most important thing we learned about literary criticism is that you must assign a zodiac sign <laughs> to every character. Correct. Yes. Yeah, so, this is how we learn. Yeah, this is how you learn. In four years. So buckle up. If you don't know zodiacs, you know what, just Google it. Look up a little chart and... Figure out what the, the attributes are for each sign, because this will be a journey. So, okay, first and foremost, we've got to talk about Katniss. Oh, yeah. Katniss Everdeen. What is she? What do you think? Definitely a fire sign. Because she's like, I'm on fire. I didn't even put that together. Fire signs are Leo, Aries, and Sagittarius. She's now, actually, Aries. my first thought was Sagittarius before really? I even thought about the fact that that's a fire sign. So it has to be, it's gotta be Sag. I feel like she's a Sagittarius. Yeah, do you, behind that. Do you feel that? Yeah, the yeah. little picture is like an arrow, which also feels like Oh scary. my god, guys, the icon for... She's confident, for she's a little bossy. That's crazy. The icon for Sagittarius is an arrow. Yeah. Perfect. So that's her. Okay. That's her. That's Who's her. Who's next? Um, Pita. Ooh, water sign? The baby's a water oh, no, sign? Earth sign? Mm. No, water sign. He's a water sign. He's Cancer. Wait, no, he throws rocks. Remember? He does, like, yeah. like lifting He's thing. very earthy. He's earthy. He's stocky. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like he's earth sign. You're right. And he's, like, very, like, emotional, but also emotionally intelligent, you know? Mm -hmm. So I feel like I'm going to throw my hat behind Capricorn. Oh. What do you think? He's not a Virgo. He's not, like, it's not no. that he's dumb. He's just not the smartest. I think... Capricorn is mm -hmm. good. Yeah. I think so. I think correct. Yeah. Capricorn. Yeah, and also I feel like Capricorns are really um, personable. Mm -hmm. Really, like, um, outgoing, personable, like, easily likable, friendly. Yeah. Like, just very, yeah. So, And I think PETA's very like that. Obviously, PETA really gets the people of Panem to like it's him, going. gets mm -hmm. got a lot of sponsors. They always rely on PETA to That's do true. the, like, crowd-pleasing, do the fund-raising. Is PETA the, the star of the Hunger Games? Yeah, Maybe. yes, he is, for sure. Um, so, yeah, I would say Capricorn's a good one. It's a big okay. personality. I think it's a fixed sign. Makes sense. I don't know what that means. Ooh. Moving on. <laughs> uh, Gail. Okay, so I feel like we got to get the elephant in the room out here. Who do you ship with Katniss? Peter or Gail? Oh, Peter. I hate Gail. <laughs> we all know I like a bad boy. <laughs> I like Gail. Gail is bland as the I bread. I disagree. Gail is bland as the bread that Peter threw Katniss in <laughs> that one day when she was dying. Yeah. I don't know. I 
I have this unfounded hate for Gail. I have an I don't... unfounded hate for PETA. It's oh. just Josh Hutcherson and PETA. As soon as I imagine someone else's mm. face, sorry, Jay Hutch, um, I'm fine with PETA. But as soon as I picture his, like, very square head, I don't like him. I feel this way about Gail. I don't know. I don't know okay. why I hate Gail. Agree to disagree. I can't explain. I just He's don't. an air sign, though. Like, too much. Maybe he's a Gemini. He's not a Gemini. He's obviously an Aquarius. No? Aquarius? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know shit about Gail, and I don't want to, so... Alright, then moving on to Prim. What's Prim? Prim is very caring, is very mm-hmm. motherly. Mm-hmm. She does cry a lot. And that's, yes. as, that's some cancer shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we can, yeah, we can say cancer. Okay, the truth is, there's only one that I pre-wrote down because I, this is a hill I will die on. Finnick is obviously a Scorpio. Yes. Let me tell you why. So, water sign, he's a swimmer. Oh, in that my district, gosh. He's swimming around with those two. Scorpios are known for being very overly sexual. Finnick, yes. although it comes from trauma, he does act very outwardly sexual towards others. Um, Scorpios... We all know I have a affinity for them <laughs> that is both harmful to me and very desirable to them. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, my attraction to Finnick um, just falls in line with that, and this is our ranking. So we must take into account our personal experience with these signs. Yes. Do you agree? Yes. The, I like he has this like underlying dark energy, but it's yeah. like. His arrogance comes from insecurity, yeah, but it, which yeah. is like Scorpio to the T. Yeah, and it, but it's like covered up with his like sex appeal and his like you know. And I'm like, yes, yes, and I'm here for it. <laughs> um, all right, last but not least, Cor- Coriolanus Snow. Oh, okay. Coriolanus, I see as um like a Capricorn. Whatever sign sucks, he's that sign. <laughs> I hate him. I don't like him. Like, I know he's the bad guy, but, like, I generally don't like him as a character. Yes. Like, any... We'll get into about Little Sombrings and Snakes, but Snow, any time he was there. water? Or is he more associated... <laughs> Snow, water. Or is he associated with Rose's earth? Oh. Which one? I feel like he's fire because... Or, no, he's water because... Katniss yeah, and Katniss has this is the fire. natural antagonism. Katniss He's is the definitely fire. not air because he fucking hates those birds. <laughs> <laughs> he hates those birds he so damn much. He hates anything that's in the air. That poor man. His and whole also, life misery. air feeds fire, therefore. Just think about yeah. it. He hates those birds so much. Anytime he goes outside, he must be like, that. <laughs> Walking down the street, he's like, I'm having that a good day. That was the entire this second part of Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. <laughs> that whole part of the book could just be summed up with, fuck them birds. Yeah. Just fuck them birds. Suzanne Collins could have um, deleted 200 pages of her book and just put, fuck those birds, I'm gonna shoot them all. Yeah, I mean, some might say she could have just deleted the whole thing and saved us all some yeah. trouble, but I didn't say that. That didn't come from me. So so definitely that. not fire, definitely not air, because air feeds fire, oh, and also fuck the birds. <laughs> so I would say earth or water. Do you think he's a Scorpio too? No. Heck. He was kind of s- sezzy in the <laughs> in the prequel, no? No, I don't really think he... He doesn't, he doesn't have sexual energy, actually. I'm going to say that. Like, oh. he... 
Like, this is a controversial opinion. He doesn't, though. Doesn't he seem like kind of like just an asexual character? Like, obviously, he falls in love with Lucy Gray, but like, I feel. But that like, was a love of power. Yeah, like, I don't feel any like else. sexual energy from him. Like, I don't. I feel like he. Yes, he has a granddaughter or whatever, but I just don't. I feel like he doesn't care about that. Like, he only cares mm-hmm. about power. Like, I feel no sex energy from. That's fair. Coriolanus. Coriolanus. I still in my head, I'm like, Coriolanus. Are we surprised? No. Okay. That man let's does not say, have sex. <laughs> let's say Pisces. Uh, yeah, Pisces, Pisces men suck, so let's say, <laughs> let's say Pisces. Fact. Um, yeah, and also, like, he or is Cap- quite emotional, I'm but his emotions of- are just turbulent and mm-hmm. towards anger and harming others. Yes, which I'm I feel like Pisces I'm is emotional. I'm still on board with him being a Capricorn. Okay, well, we can say he's Pisces, got both. He's got he's both, got both in, in that chart. Okay, so I feel like we should get into the meat of this. Um, Abby, what did Hunger Games mean to you when you were growing up? Like, when did you first start reading Ooh. this series? Um, when did I read it? I think when the movies were coming out. Yeah. Like, the first movie. I think I read, yeah, I think I read them when the movies were coming out. I don't know when yeah. the books came out. I remember reading them around when the movies were coming out as well, like, going to the theater and yeah. seeing the first Hunger Games. And I had already read at least the Hunger Games book. Yeah. And that came out in, like, 2008. Yes. I think I was on, on top of the trend. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was it was a wild ride. It was fun. I didn't really mean – it didn't have, like, an impact on me. As yeah, much you were, as, like, like, a fan. Yeah, it wasn't really, like – Oof, like Harry Potter did or whatever, yeah. but it was it was it was a fun time. Yeah, and reading like them again was a fun time. It was. Yeah. I feel like it, like a lot of other teen things I've read, has a lot of that like sexual awakening. Yes, like, <laughs> discover your that sexuality through the characters, and that's part of the joy of reading them. Is that yes. you're like, he's cute. Oh, I. I like that he's cute. That is true. That, okay, yes. It did awake um, something inside of me <laughs> for Peta, for sure. And I for Gail. Uh, yeah, I really fell hard and fast. When she was sneaking away with him into that cave, you were like, oh. oh. Yes, I do remember, like, the Peta and Katniss scenes really, like, being a lot more, uh, I don't know, just, like, yeah. significant when I was a teen. This time around, I was like, eh, you know. Meh. You kissed But when I was a teen, I was like, this is the most romantic thing I could think of. It's always about romance, too. Like, you can't just have, like, oh, a yeah. gross makeout scene in a teen book. you got to have the build-up. Yeah. And the trope is that they have to, like, hate each other or be best friends. Mm-hmm. So they're either, like, best friends and then they fall for each other or they're, like, Katniss and Peeta where they're, like... I hate you. I don't like you. Yeah. You threw bread at me. What does that mean? And then they grow to love each other. Yes. Or like Katniss just lies and then we get a epilogue and she loves him again. Ugh. We will talk about we'll that later. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like as with a lot of teen um, books and honestly, especially dystopian ones because I was very popular we were about that age, just like everything was dystopian. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's was. this exploration of like who you are and a big part of that was romance and then of course there's also like the dystopias exploring the world and like what it could be and like mm-hmm. what we hope it isn't 
Yeah. Yeah. For and it's it was nice to read it like a like read a young woman teenager girl perspective and like yeah she meant know. something yeah know? like even though like eh, I don't really like Katniss that much it was like it was nice to have like a lead that's a young girl yeah it was definitely less common yeah for sure yeah because basically up until then we didn't really have any like speaking specifically about like fantasy and sci-fi yeah. there wasn't any like girls as leads it was like percy jackson and Mm -hmm. harry potter and you know all those things and we didn't really have any book series that were about women and like young women yeah can connect to and i think there's also something to be said for that it's like a young woman who grows up too fast and like has to take care of other people which i think really speaks to a lot of young girls in a way that and maybe is an important part of dystopia that it's like the world is really big and scary, and it's, like, one girl who has a lot of emotional and familial responsibilities, like, going up against that. Yeah. I don't know. That's, like, a big idea, but I, I think of that when I think of Katniss. Yeah. Like, my first um, reaction to the reading it this time was, wow, she's so, like, hard. Like, yeah. she is, like, she seems so much older, and, like, she's so, like she's forced to like grow up like from such a young age and it just like it's like sad there's so little joy yeah there's so little joy like she's constantly like thinks people are out to get her like she doesn't trust anyone and she's like only 16 like there's no like vulnerable like she has no she's never like in a vulnerable position she doesn't let herself be like she's always like on guard yeah and it's just like reading it now I mean like wow I'm like Four year, four or five years older than her. It's like weird. Aren't we like seven years Six, older than her? What? <laughs> We're twenty three. Oh, <laughs> we don't know how to do math. There's yeah. Anyways, <sighs> how much older? I don't know. But when we were reading it, we were probably like fourteen. So we were younger. Yeah, we were younger than her. her, so it didn't seem weird. Like it was like yeah, sixteen she, is like an adult when you're yeah, fourteen. Yeah, it didn't seem like weird, or just she didn't seem like she was. A young girl, like she seemed like older than us, mm-hmm. and but now it's like, whoa, she is so much younger than us, and she's like so hard and cold. Yeah, yeah, and she's a child. Yeah, literally. Yeah. No, I remember like reading it this time around, just thinking about it. I just like felt an urge to protect her. Yeah, or like even think ahead and be like, I would do that instead. I guess you think that anyway when you're younger. Yeah. You're like. You should have climbed that tree faster, Katniss. What can I say? You should have known to cut those bees down or whatever. Yeah. Um, That does remind me that I have been training for the Hunger Games. I I feel like every time I exercise, I'm like, girl, prepare. (laughs) It's coming. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, I climbed a tree a few weeks ago, and I was like, I could survive the Hunger Games. Who do you think would survive longer, me or you? Oh, you. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Uh... You have, I don't know, you're more, like, fierce. That's true. I don't know. I feel like I would just get so scared and sad. Yeah. cry for my mom. Yeah. Which is all, like, fair responses to that situation. Yeah. I feel like when I get upset, I, like, shut down a little bit. So I feel like there's kind of the... You would, like, turn off. Robot part of me. It would help. Like, all right, yeah. Yeah, where I would, like, I couldn't... Maybe you should go to therapy. I, yeah, I could, shouldn't, I can't turn off. Yeah. I'm just a sad girl. One important thing I wanted to talk about 
was how much I hate Gail, but I also love him. Okay. So it's like a love hate relationship. So Gail, like objectively, is kind of. He's just there. Like, he's a plot device. He He shows up when Katniss needs a little bit of love triangle energy, and then he leaves. And, of course, at the end of Mockingjay, he is a D-bag, and he just yeets himself out of there (laughs) with no letter, no note. Or maybe there is a letter. No, there's no letter. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah, no. uh, No, Katniss finds out through someone else. She finds out... through Annie's letter or something? Yeah, I don't know. But she finds out in the end... That I think someone maybe is it Hamish? She finds out that like you gotta consult the book. Gail is in District Two. Basically, he becomes a narc. Yeah, basically, that's the truth. Yeah. Should we refill our drinks? Ooh, should we? Let's, let's pause for a refill and a and a note from our sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> We made another round of drinks. Brushing up our glasses. Um, cheers again. Clean, <laughs> you know. Still good. Um, Stronger so, this time. What did you want to talk about, Abby? Um. So I mean, we could just talk. We could talk about the first two books. You know, the games. All, all the that. things that have been talked about so much. So much talked about. I mean, I'm sure this has been talked about. But I feel like Mockingjay's a really interesting book. I mean, it wasn't my favorite. It was boring. It was boring. Uh-huh. But I found it interesting, like, in a political way. Like, it really goes in deep, for better or worse. And then that mm-hmm. kind of comes um, as well in Mockingjay when there's kind of this political tension between, like you said, the kind of capitalist excess mm-hmm. production where you see people really like their labor being consumed by one the one percent this one subsect of the population that's the capital and all these other districts being dehumanized and then it's kind of um you go to a new place in district 13 and it's kind of got this other political structure that you were talking about it's interesting actually to think like every district is defined by like a specific labor Mm -hmm. like forestry like whatever they call it like what are they called? Forestry? Forestry. Yeah, um, it's called forestry. That's forestry. <laughs> Lumber is what I was thinking of. Oh, Lumber. Or like coal. Or like, yeah. like, you know. It's really like kind of your distilled, maybe yeah. dumbed down version of like, yeah. this. these people's labor is associated, they become part of it, and is exploited by but it, yeah. one group. And it's not even for them, it's mm-hmm. for the capital. And it's interesting to think District 13 is not defined by any, like, thing. Like, District 13. I mean, it was, I think. It was nuclear, it, right? Yeah, it was nuclear. Which also is heavy-handed when we think about the Cold War. But, yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, but now it's this kind of, like, separate thing, and it's more of, like, like very regimented, mm-hmm. like, and everyone... I mean, but there still is, like, themes of labor in... District 13, yeah. like, everyone has, like, their, like, really regimented schedule, like, they only eat a certain amount of food. And it's calculated based on yeah. how much they're expending, so how much exactly. of their labor is being used by the district is exactly how much food they get to have. Yeah. And also, um, if we're thinking of it as, like, maybe Collins is referencing the Cold War with kind of the 
political tensions there, there's also propaganda, and there's kind of this one uniting figurehead in Katniss, mm-hmm. um, and there's this management of, like, a governing body that's, um, what's it called? Like, it's, there's the president, but then there's, like, this whole council yeah. that kind of manages the day-to-day operations. So, and it also connects to kind of the overarching theme of the Hunger Games, which is kind of this, like, insurgent revolution um, mm-hmm. that's going on and that Katniss is a part of. Um, and kind of her as, like, this unwilling figure of revolution. And, like, I think it is really powerful to read about political revolution as someone who's so young. Like, thinking back to when we were 14 and reading this, seeing this, like, one person kind of being this like organizing figure of the estate being overthrown is like a really interesting thing to see and I think it is like obvious in a lot of dystopian fiction especially for young adults like we're thinking about Divergent it's very much the same thing kind of this one young girl overthrowing like whole state apparatus but still it's really powerful and really interesting to kind of see this commentary about political systems played out through someone so young and what it means for like young readers to read about that. Um, and especially since it became so popular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that got really deep. <laughs> <laughs> it did get deep. This is the hard. But I would like to talk about how annoying yeah. it is for cat, like on a, on a less deep level. How annoying it is that Katniss gets called the Mockingjay, like, oh every other page. Okay, can like, we get it. us into Ballad of Sombers and Snakes? Because that's it the same, can. right? Mockingjay. Have you ever heard a more annoying word? Like, no. can I just say, I hate it. I hate I it. Mean, I'm over it. I heard it once, so I don't want to hear it again. And everyone, for, like, two years, was wearing those gold pins on, like, their pencil cases <laughs> and on their backpacks or whatever. There was always... Some Hunger Games merch floating around, those bookmarks for like two years. So it trickled into real life that this symbolism was so annoying. Um, but I guess maybe we can talk about it as a symbol and then how it's annoying. Yeah, I mean, I do think it's a great symbol, and that's why I am annoyed that it gets so thrown in our faces. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that it was like the symbol, like, on the District 13 tape that gets shown, Mm -hmm. like, every year to all the districts of um, District 13 burning. I love that it's, like, the symbol in the corner. Like, there's a little Mockingjay in the corner, and um, it's there in every tape. So then that's how people figure out that that tape is just, like, the same tape Mm -hmm. over and over again. It's not, like, a current tape of District 13 Mm -hmm. burning. It's like it's like the, a symbol that yeah it, it's like this bird that reappears but it also operates as like a symbol yeah that has like a, an effect in the book that it really yeah and it's yeah. like a symbol of like hope like oh there's like a district that isn't it's not burning like it's like an escape from mm-hmm. all this and it's a cool symbol because also like it's obviously like a mockingbird mm-hmm. and a jabberjay next to oh, god. I can't. I know. I'm sorry. I no, but it's like cool. It's cool because um, it's something like the government, like the capital, invented, and that they didn't mean to like lose their control of. Yeah. But they lost their control of it, and then it became like purposeful. Like it became useful for people in the district. Right. Because 
the like story behind it is that yeah. during the war with District 13 and the uprising of the districts, they made these jabber days that could report back the rebels' mm-hmm. like conversations, yeah. and then the capital shut down the program because they realized the rebels were using it to feed false information. Exactly. And like we find out a lot in the prequel, but also as mentioned throughout the series, that um, they kind of just left them the birds behind because they no longer served their purpose and made it with the Mockingjays and had this like evolutionary story of they kept around and they survived because um, they evolved or whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's like, it's cool because it was originally like used against the rebels and then yeah. now it's like used by the rebels. And it's like, that's a cool image for like Katniss to become that person. They, didn't mean to like lose control of like mm-hmm. Katniss literally became the Mockingjay because they made her the Mockingjay. Mm-hmm. They put her in the games against her will. She won the games and then she became like a rebel. She became and this the figure. District Thirteen also made her exactly as well. And then when sorry, yeah, no. Well, when she kills um, President, what's her name? Coin. Coin. Also, just like oh, such snow coin. <laughs> sorry, um, but when she kills her, that's like her again, like, usurping this control that the district was trying to put over her and finally asserting herself as, like, an individual. I mean, maybe we could argue about whether that's, like, an action she needed to take, that she has this, like, executive power to kill someone, especially in power, that the people seemingly have rallied around. But aside from that, it is kind of, like, the circling back, the kind of filling out of this arc of her as the Mockingjay having the similar story. Like, we get it. It's a good symbol. Like, I agree. But, man, she does not shut up about it. She and doesn't she's shut annoyed up with it, too. Yeah. But, Madam Collins, Yeah, man. like, I just hate that it's so, like, condescending almost to the reader. Like, oh, like, I have to keep shoving this in your face because you don't get it. It's like, no, we get it the first time. And it's a problem with a lot of teen fiction, yeah. which, I mean, we both be kind of become more interested in teen fiction now, young adult, um, as adults, we've kind of been both revisiting it, I think it's fair to say, um, and I think that is a problem that they're, the authors seem to not trust their readers enough to grasp, but I think teenagers especially are very intuitive, and I remember reading this as a teenager and reading it now, they understand the symbols and they understand how that's supposed to feel. Maybe not on a higher level, but definitely at like an intuitive level. So there needs to be some trust with the readership. They're going to understand a complex topic like revolution through the use of a symbol. And by over explaining that symbol takes away a lot of the power, I Mm -hmm. think. Um, And I've seen other series do it too. Like Divergent has a whole slew of problems. And I keep coming back to that or Twilight a lot of these young adult series really just don't trust that their teenage audiences will understand what the author is trying to get at. And I think The Mockingjay really kind of distills this problem. Um, And it's not fair to the readers. Um, And I mean, now it's just fucking annoying to read as like an adult. I'm like, I get it. It's a bird. Let's move on. Yeah, it's really. Annoying. And then she did it again. And Battle oh, of Song of the Snakes. Like at Cor- least she's reliable. Yeah. yeah. Cornelius. Cornelius. I swear his name was Cornelius in the first three books. Cornelius. Like I think it's Cornelius. It was Cornelius, and then mm. she made it Cornelius because no. wanted that reference. 
Anyway, whatever. Anyway. I'm definitely not right. also is like, I, the first time he was like, saw the Mockingjay and he's like, he kind of hated them. I was like, oh, haha, that's clever. Like, I get it. Like, it's, yeah. it's referencing later on. He hates the Mockingjay. He hates Katniss. Funny. Yeah. And then. Like she, a good nod. Yeah, good, a good nod. And I will respect the nod. And then. Mm-hmm. It just gets out of control. Like, I literally feel like all of part two was about the peacekeepers destroying the Mockingjays. Like, what? For no reason. I didn't care. Like, I'm sorry. I, what, why I are just, you I wish I was in? her, ed- I wish we were her editors yeah. and we could have been like, Susie, my girl, like, let's just tweak this. Because I think it is an interesting tool to have and hate the Mockingjay. Like, that's fun. That's mm-hmm. interesting. Would have really contributed a lot. What if, just like, just a thought. What if he starts to hate them at the end because Lucy Gray betrays him and they're somehow tied in with that? Yes. Like maybe when she's, he's chasing after Lucy Gray and trying to kill her again. I don't really know why he was trying to kill her. It seemed like a big jump, but that's not the point. Maybe he's trying to kill her and then she starts singing and the Mockingjays start singing and they're teasing him. I love that. Right? (laughs) I've given this a lot of thought. Like that would have worked better if there was this like slow evolution to him hating them. And then it comes to be like this twist of irony that in the series, we know that later on he also hates this figure of the Mockingjay. And it's like his past connected with the present. Super fun. But him hating it the whole time, again, it's just like a disservice no to sense. the fans. No sense. no sense. Yeah. It's like, he only hates them because the future has already happened for us. Like, it, it, there's no backing to it. Like, it, it makes no sense. Like, yeah. it's just like, yeah, he hates them because, oh, you already read, like, 60 years down the line. And like, that's why he hates them. It's that's like, like a telltale sign of when a prequel works and it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Is if you could just read the prequel and it's a world of its own and it means something exactly. on its own, that's when it's good. And it doesn't. Because you basically need to use the Hunger Games original series as like a key to understand mm-hmm. Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. And it's not in a way that it's like fun, like fan activity that you get to like peek through and see like the inner workings of something you love. But this is just, it's pandering. Like it's like, it also brings me to, like, Lucy Gray. Like, bro, why did she exist? Like, truly, what was she there for except to be, like, something for Coriolanus? Yeah. I love how she just, like, low-key wins the games. And then she's, oh, I like, like her. She's cool. And then she was just like, all right, back to life. Like, it's like there, I got a gig there was no trauma. <laughs> there was no, like, nightmare. Okay, I loved, like, in the original series, like, Peta and Katniss... They were scared after the games. They had mm-hmm. to sleep with each other. I thought that was, like, so sweet. Like, mm-hmm. they needed to... They were the only ones who understood what they went through. And, like, they had to, like, come be there for each other in that. And, like, Lucy Gray, she was like, cool, I bitch. I'm just, I gotta go. <laughs> I'm just singing, you know. I'm a gig, you know. I'm just like... She was cool. I wanted to She was to cool, her. but I was like, there is no... I don't know. There's no, like, consequences to the game. Like... Mm-hmm. Just the games happened, and then they were done. Like it was. It was like two separate books. Yeah, like, it felt like really disjointed. Like they're like three distinct parts. I feel like you know, there's yeah. like the games, and then there was like, I guess two, and then him with the peacekeepers, like hating birds, for some reason, just, just like good. really hating the birds. It it really. I wanted to like it so bad. Yeah, and it just didn't work. I liked it. Like it had potential in the beginning, and I was like, "This is cool." Like I. 
I want to know, like, about the history. I want to know how the first games were. Like, um, like, it's cool to get the perspective of someone in the capital of, like, why does he become so evil? Like, he seems like he wouldn't be yeah. evil. Like, he's, like, pretty poor and, like, in... I don't know, wouldn't probably be against the game. Mm-hmm. Just like, but then why does he become so like for the game? Yeah. Like, what is the big deal? And, and I, I still don't understand. Yeah, it doesn't really explain <laughs> it. And that's something else I wanted to talk about too. It's like, I mean, why does this book even have to exist? And I don't mean that in like a flippant way, but like, why do we have to read the narrative of an evil white man? Like, mm-hmm. why do we have to read the narrative of like an evil person? And try to come to understand them. Like, I really don't think that's, like, a valuable read. And if you're going to do, like, a villain, like, I feel like there's you can humanize them or you can show them to be as truly evil as they are. And it feels like Suzanne Collins. Suzanne? Susan? Suzanne? Whatever. Suzanne. Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I do respect you, ma'am. I'm so sorry. <laughs> ma'am. She does. <laughs> I feel like I have to be, like, deferential. I'm like, Mrs. Collins... <laughs> Of the Collins household. Um, no, but she kind of just, like, oscillates between the two. And it's like, girl, you got to pick a lane. Like, do we hate him or do we root for him? I didn't do either. Did like, I wanted him and Lucy up. to hook up. I did. Yeah, I'll admit same. But I didn't want them to be together. Exactly. Which I think is the right journey for them. I love that journey for them. But I also don't think I needed to read about him. To be honest, yeah, like I didn't get more insight. I didn't feel like there was a message. I didn't feel like this was like a journey I needed to go on. It felt like service to fans, but sometimes people don't need to get what they want. Like mm-hmm. sometimes a prequel. You know what? Best. I would have liked what a Hamish book. I would love to Hamish. He could have some like sense that romance arc. Okay, that part in I think Catching Fire when they're watching Hamish escape. Yes, 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 yes. Fed me, like, like sustained me, sustained me, like you know, provided for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved it. it I good. forgot about it, and it wasn't in the movie. And there's an interesting arc, and that's mm-hmm. a character. I like and want to know more. Whereas President Snow is someone I don't give a shit about. He got what was coming and I didn't need to know. Yeah. Like, we know how it ends for him. We know, like, who he becomes already. Mm -hmm. It's like... But Hamish, you get to see him, like, coping with trauma. Yeah. Through alcoholism. Also, fucking 50 people in the games. There's 50 people in his oh, game. Shoot, yeah. And I, when I when I remember that in the Catching Fire, I was like, "How did this guy win?" Yeah, the odds. 50 people. The odds were not. The in odds his favor. were not in his favor, and it made not. me like really like him more. And okay, just I know this is a book podcast, and we're not talking about movies, but <laughs> it makes me so mad to this day that they made him and Effie hook up in the movie version of Mockingjay. Hmm. But you don't remember that? I've never seen Abby that. just almost spilled her drink. <laughs> so shocked. And the movie version I haven't of Mockingjay Mocking Part Jay. 2. Okay, well, honestly, it was great. I don't like um, Mockingjay Part 2, they make the Effie and Hamish at this moment. They, like, kiss. Oh, my God. It's a thing. Um, oh, God, Mockingjay Part 2. They kind of messed up some stuff. I'm not going to lie. But, yeah, they made them hook up, which just doesn't make sense to me at all. Does not does fit not my fantasy. Fit. It doesn't fit who they are. Maybe book or movie version it does, but book version does not. No. Uh, 
It just makes me mad. But I want to see some, like, fun teen romance with Hamish yes. that goes dark really quick. You can make it definitely darker than the Hunger Games even. Yes. I feel like that's what we deserved. We, we did, did deserve it. We, we deserved the Hamish prequel, and we, we got a This is a prequel. We're going in <laughs> so hard, but truly it's with love, and truly it's with, like, because I did enjoy reading it. I'll be honest. I did, I did enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. Like, I read the whole thing. I got through it. Um, I didn't even have trouble reading it. Like, it was an enjoyable experience. And it, you know, like any, like, teen book, it's fun. It is. Mm -hmm. um, and there was buy-in, but I just wish, I think it could have been better. Yeah. And, you know? Is there anything else to say about it? Like... Oh, can we do, like, rapid-fire questions? Like, who's your favorite character? Yes! Love yeah. that. Okay. So... Quick rapid fire questions. Okay. Abby, who was your favorite character? Uh, Peter Mallard. Oh, my why? love. Why? I love him. He loves painting. It just says a lot about us that you love Peter and I don't. <laughs> I'm crying. <All> right. <laughs> okay, like, well, okay. Here's why I love Peter. Take a breath, girl. <laughs> I love Peter because. He's, like, emotional, but he's also, like, cheeky. He does have that, like, emotional intelligence. Like, he has, has his, a, like, yes. I don't understand myself, but mm -hmm. he's, like, I know he's you, I know me. He's not, like, just a sensitive character. Like, he's not just, like, a sensitive baker boy. He's, like, cheeky. He's, like, smart. You know, he, he's strong. He's he creative. He's strong. Flower. He, like... Spicy. He loves painting. He loves orange. He loves, like flowers and like okay i will say i did enjoy him more once i started picturing him as ross lynch and katniss as joss and claire oh my god like yeah. katniss is not white let's just clear that up she's yeah. not white and Peta is hotter than josh hutcherson i'm sorry jay yes. it's just true I'm, they were like five seven they i agree and like Peta in the movie is really disappointing to me he's like Weak. He's like he's weak. Get up. And Peter in the books is not weak. Mm -hmm. He like he gets injured and like almost dies, but he like fucking buries himself and he's, he paints himself. But he camouflages he himself. camouflages himself. But he's still like when Katniss finds him, he quotes Hamish and he's just like says something like, "What does he say?" He says like. Why are you acting like I know? Are you here? Know. He says, are you here to kill me, sweetheart, or something like <gasps> that? And I love it. And I live. You're like, oh And I God. screamed when I read it. <laughs> I gagged. I do not want If a boy was he, like, what's up, sweetheart? He's, oh, he's mocking Hamish. <laughs> he says it because they have this connection. I'm not Team Peta, and we're just gonna have to live with Okay, that. that was not rapid fire. <laughs> I love Peta. Okay, my favorite character, Joanna Mason. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, so I loved her. Reading, so I read Mockingjay and then immediately went to the movies and was like, not went, I was at home. I was on the couch, but I went to them spiritually, personally, and was like, let's see these movies. And I was so disappointed that they cut out this beautiful bonding moment or not moment, this part of the book where Katniss and Joanna come together, yes. train together, have this, like, friendship that builds. They both don't trust anyone, so they kind of are thrown together to trust each other. Um, Joanna's going through a lot of trauma. Katniss is going through a lot of trauma, and they're both just, like, these young women who have been through too much. 
um, but are like just mature beyond their years. So I really loved this like friendship between them, and it was completely cut out of the movie, mm-hmm. which is such a shame. But I did really like the person who played her in the movie yeah, as well. Me done. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just kind of like every time she was in the book, it was just like a joy. I to lo- kind yeah, of yeah. learn a little bit more about her. Story. I love Joanna also. She's a badass. Yeah. I mean, I was going into the games with anyone. It'd be her. Oh, I would be like, girl, you and me, let's go. Ooh. What district do you think you're from? Oh, I don't even know. What I'm a capital baby. Ew. <laughs> no, I Class probably be. <laughs> Truly. I'd be. Districts. I want to say like District 13. Like I could see myself there. Nuclear girl? No, like after. Oh, after. Like I feel like I'd probably be one of the ones there. Um I've lived a I live a very controlled life. I eat the same foods every day. Like I feel like I could thrive there. But I don't like being underground. I like the light. Maybe I'm a bad district because I'm very competitive. I do have enough like Yeah, I could see you can like see district one or two. I am an achiever. Okay, competitive. let's just um, like say like maybe not even to do with the labor, but yeah. like the placement. Like I feel like I'm a, I'm capital adjacent. It's you're true. you're like eight, you're like one or two, and I'm maybe I'm like eight. <laughs> <laughs> this is like how long would you survive the games? Yeah. Abby's out. I'm, Abby's, Abby's done. like one of the randos from eight. Like you like know who I you feel are? Like, your fox face. I. Foxface is incredible. Fox, but she survives by like hiding. She's yeah. small. She's a little afraid. Yeah. Her undoing is ultimately her genius strategy that she just like takes from other people. Yes. She doesn't know berries though. She does not know she the does plants. Not know Nightlock. Yeah. Oh, it also yeah. Back. So I'm one of those randos from eight who dies on the first night. You know. Would you? What would be your strategy? Would you run to the cornucopia? I would fucking hide, bitch. Yeah. I'm terrified. Would I be on the careers? Yeah, oh, you, God, I would. You would be a career, and I would oh. be, like, a scared little They're kid. They're the popular crowd. A Thank scared you. kid from, like, capital A, capital A, District A. I feel like they're, like, the popular they kids. They are, but they're... So, like, that's nice, because I've never been one of those. Uh, I've never been one of the popular kids, but I feel like now I've evolved, so I will take this as a compliment. <laughs> yeah. I'm what competitive. Is, I feel yeah. like eight is calling to me, and I don't even know what it is. Um, I feel like... Textiles. Okay. Oh, my gosh, yeah, you're a fashion icon. <laughs> What's one and two? What do they even do? Um, one does weapons. Two does weapons. They have a mountaintop, Luxury. Right? Or is that three? And masonry. Hmm. Technology's three. I don't. None of those really speak to me, but I think you were on the right track, so we'll just stick with that. Okay. Um, I don't think I would. Do you think I would win? I don't think. I would no, win. I'm a girl. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I you would be like a uh, clove. Yeah. You would get your head bashed in. Oh, <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. You're no, cl- she was crazy. You're, she was very not you're nice. You're clove, and I'm fuck's face. But she was like wanted to torture Katniss. Is that... I don't think that's correct. Maybe you'd get real into it, girl. <laughs> we can talk about this later. Ouch. No, it's kind of true. I'm very competitive. Yeah. Um, I don't think I have a murderous tendency. I... Or I are I you Glimmer? Anything. No, Glitter. Glimmer. 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 She's the one who, like, wants to hook up with Kato, and it's like, girl, wrong time. Like, you <laughs> girl, are fighting to the death. Read this the is- room. <laughs> <laughs> 
Glimmer, read the room, sweetie. You are fighting to the death. This is not yeah. The Bachelor. This is not the time. Yeah, she 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 got her shows mixed up. She mm-hmm. thought she was on The Bachelor, but she, she on... thought she was on Bachelor in Paradise. But this is Hunger <laughs> Games. Okay, everyone. Um, it, so this is the end of the podcast, but I would just like to bring up one thing. I'm sorry, I was sipping. Do moment. you remember? Do you remember? <laughs> oh, sorry. A scene in the first Hunger Games. Oh, <laughs> the scene in the I'm first. So glad you this The so scene glad. in the first Hunger Games movie. Movie specifically, mm-hmm. I remember it in my brain. I remember seeing it. I feel it. I feel it. I in feel my it bones. in. Um, yes, I feel it in my this body. Happened. So it's the beginning of the games. They're all in the circle. And remember how they said, oh, if you step off the platform before mm-hmm. the countdown is done, you will blow up. They do say that in the book. It's the announcer. They, they might say that in the movie, but they for sure do that, say that in the mm-hmm. book. Um, but in the movie, I specifically remember some guy stepping off the platform early and blowing up. And yes. everyone just looks around and they're like, okay. And they're like, oh, dang. And then game start. Boom, that's it. But this never happened. This doesn't happen in the book, which no. I actually didn't think it did. I thought, I thought it, was it was a movie, movie. Yeah. thing. I thought it was just like a cinematic moment, you know. <laughs> but it never happened. Me and Adriana, we watched the movie. I also watched Catching Fire, like, expecting maybe I thought it was the wrong movie. Like, maybe it was later in the second games. But no, no. Watch that movie, and it does not happen. But I distinctly remember. So we fell through Twitter feed, googling it, TikToks. trying to understand TikToks. It, I believe that's where it originally came up. That like someone made a TikTok, like, "Do you remember this scene?" And a bunch of people being like, "Yes." So there is precedent that a bunch of other people remember this scene of this person stepping off the platform and blowing up in the Hunger Games. Even looked up like deleted scenes on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It does not happen. It does not exist. Mandela effect. It is the Mandela effect. If you don't know what Mandela effect is, it is um, named after Nelson Mandela because people think he died in prison, but he didn't actually. He got out of prison and became president of South Africa and then lived a life. Um, But it did not happen. But there's a collective understanding that it did happen. And I feel both happy that other people feel this way and also very stressed <laughs> yes. because it's not real. It's not real. It's a false memory that is like a collective false memory. So it's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? Well said. What? <laughs> so it's like, what? It makes me so mad. It, like, I'm not going to be able to sleep at night because I keep thinking about this. It's really stressful. Yeah. And that's what I would like to conclude with. I think that's a good conclusion. Um, so overall, what do you rate the four books out of five? What do you rate them? All of them together. All of them together. The experience, the emotional journey that the Hunger Games took you on from youth, ripe age of 14, to almost 10 years later. Mm-hmm. We're adults. Um, How do you feel? Let's give it a solid four out of five. I would agree. Yeah. It's a four out of five. It was so fun. We can overlook the faults because it meant something. Yeah. You know? The like, first two books are great. I had so much oh, fun. Yeah, 100%. I zoomed through them. And you know what? Unpopular opinion. I love Mockingjay. I think I really enjoyed that book when I first read it and when I read it again. There are problems, for sure. Does everyone who dies in that have to die? No. No. Well, Finnick? No Does one was Finnick- sad. 
this is not the point. This die the point. really suddenly, and I had to turn back a few pages because I was like, wait, did he die? Like, what just and happened? And no one cared. Everyone was no like, No one gave well, a fuck. Annie didn't even get a moment to, like, mourn for Finnick. Like, they didn't did even they show Why did they have Annie? They were like, she's there for fun, romantic interests, and as soon as Finnick's gone, yeet, yeah, bye. Like, Don't she just, you. she... Didn't even like get the news and then like break down and cry and no no who anyway, cares that Finnick died? My point I was though, I we all care. We love Finnick. That's Scorpio King. Um, the point is though that even with those problems, it's like a it's a good series. Yes, we like it. Yes, I agree. Yeah, I mean the last one was like the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Let's just forget it exists. Maybe uh, yeah, I like snakes though. <laughs> so that's the reason to that's, keep it around. That's the conclusion. And that's the conclusion. Conclusion. <laughs> conclusion. I like snakes. <laughs> I like snakes. Okay. Alright, thank you for listening to Boozy Book Club. Our first episode. We've had a lot of fun, haven't we, Abby? We have. We have. We love to talk about the hungry. We love to talk about books in general. We love tequila good double shot of tequila to get us good and ready to talk about our favorite young adult books <laughs> we hope you will join us next week um we're gonna pick another book or book series or kind of topic that we want to talk about in the vein of books um and we'll also grab a drink and we'll sit down and have another nice conversation about all things that topic. Yes. So, get home safe. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah? Get home safe. I like it. Get home safe.